All right, guys. So I hope you're fired up. Um, you know, we are a little ahead of schedule, guys. So we're going to keep it rocky, keep it rolling. Those of you that are listening, um, you guys, uh, you know, who are out and about, just make sure you stick around. You can listen in your phone, listen to your car. Um, you know, you can uh, just keep it running, bring it in with you on an estimate. Uh, it's completely up to you how you go about it today. So let's get let's get going, guys. Today, uh, I'm going to I'm going next. I'm ready to uh, to give you guys uh, everything I got when it comes to sales training, guys. One of my passions is teaching contractors, sales, teaching contractors, uh, things that have helped me along the way. So with that said, I hope you guys are awake now. Uh, Austin dropped some bombs for us. But what I would love for all of you guys to do just to make sure uh, is please throw an emoji into the chat. So whatever emoji uh, you're feeling right now, whether it's, you know, rocket ships or uh, fire, because I'm about to drop some bombs on you guys. I want to make sure that you guys get this information. The entire purpose of what we are doing today is to give you tools to grow your business. There's nothing, there's no hard sell here. We're just honestly here to share with you. I need to get the information that's inside of my brain into your brains. And the only way I can do that is if you participate and studies show that you do some sort of action, whether that's simply just typing an emoji in the chat you will retain information because your focus is there. Uh, and what my goal is, is to make sure that you take some of these tools and tips that I share with you that I've developed over years of selling paint jobs. And I want you to implement some of them today. So don't just watch or listen with relaxed uh, intent. I want you to focus and I want you to visualize as I'm speaking, uh, because what I'm trying to do is get what's in here into you. All right. So what we're going to talk about today is the 595 rule, guys. This is uh, my passion project. I am so uh, confident that if you just apply uh, this principle, there's a lot of fractional topics today uh, between Austin's 80-20 and my 525. And really, guys, this is just all about focus. What, and that's what business is about. Everything that you do in your business is about focus. Where your focus goes, energy flows. And what we're going to do today is create a new focus surrounding your sales experience, guys, because I truly believe without sales, uh, well, marketing isn't important and production isn't important. So we need to have the heart of our business, which is sales refined. So I'm seeing a lot of emojis come in. Uh, we almost have 200 people listening in. Uh, and I'm just so excited to share with you guys uh, all sorts of emojis. First of all, again, thank you guys for being a part of this event. And I hope that uh, you take something out of this that helps you grow your business and build your legacy. My name is Tanner, guys. This is my team. We are overdue for a team photo. Those of you guys uh, that have been a part of some of my talks or webinars, this is the same team photo, but I'm proud to say 50% of the people in this photo are still with me. I think this photo was taken, I don't know, four or five years ago. So let's let's get going. So let me give you some of the accolades that I'm proud to uh, to display to you, just to give you the those of you who don't know me an idea of kind of some of the things that I work on, some of the things that I do. First and foremost, I'm a husband and a father. Everything I do um, in, in my life and in my business is uh, for my family. And, you know, on top of that, I love serving uh, you guys and contractors as well. Uh, I'm the owner and proud owner of Premium Painting out here in Central Florida. Uh, Premium Painting is, again, my one of my passion projects. Uh, this company right here, um, you know, I am a, I, I did paint at one point. Some people think that I'm, you know, just a sales guy or a tech guy. Some call, some call me a marketer, but there's photos somewhere you will find of me painting, spraying, uh, you know, running jobs. Um, and I, I could do that to this day. I still enjoy painting every now and again. So, uh, you know, from, from the time of me making this uh, $6 million in residential repaint sales, um, 
by myself. Uh, these sales are direct transactions from some of the principles that I'm going to teach you today. Um, you know, after six years, you know, you see some patterns and what we're, we're going to do is we're going to discover those patterns and I'm going to really help you have a better psychological understanding of how the customer that we serve purchases paint jobs. Uh, I have 13 full-time employees on the painting side. Uh, we do a little bit of light carpentry. We've garnished over 400 five-star reviews. Very passionate about educating you guys. You guys, some of you guys are a part of the Contractor Secrets podcast. Uh, hint, hint. You're going to want to subscribe to that after this. Um, and then, of course, uh, drip jobs, guys. Those of you that are customers of drip jobs, if you could just drop an emoji in there, uh, if you can find the gear emoji, just drop your emoji in there. I'd love to see uh, those of you that are using drip jobs. Um, I'd love to see a presence of, of my people in the uh, in the chat. So if you're a drip jobs user, find the gear emoji, drop it in there for me. Okay, so. And of course, last but not least, that crazy, crazy group that we're all a part of, 170,000 members. I don't know how many are homeowners, but uh, really, really love that group. All right. So what we're going to learn today, guys, it's very, very important. We're going to understand why people buy and why they don't buy. Okay. Because here's the deal. If you don't understand the why behind someone, uh, someone's buying intent, then you can't really position yourself uh, accurately to make a sale. So what we're going to do is understand the psychology behind what makes people say yes. Now we're going to also provide you with some tools to help you overcome the most common objections that we hear over and over, right? So what my goal is, we're going to give you the game plan. We're going to help you understand all the variables, and then I'm going to position you in a way to be a sales Swiss army knife. Okay, that's my goal today. Uh, we're going to give you a deeper understanding of the customer's buyer journey. Okay, the customer's buyer journey is something that you should be a student of. You should really understand what your customers go through to get to you. And I think it really requires you to be a great buyer in order to be a great seller. And that might mean even being in the shoes of your customer. Okay, there's actually times where I will sign up for drip jobs uh, just to see what you guys go through when you sign up for drip jobs, right? So for me to understand the perspective of my buyer, I have to also understand uh, how to be a buyer myself, right? Uh, next, we're going to identify blind spots when it comes to your sales process, some things that you might not be thinking of that are going to help you uh, elevate your game and ultimately build your business, okay? So let's talk about why people actually buy. And really, it comes down to why do they exchange their money for a good or a service? Now, what I've understood over years of selling, and I've sold since I was 16 years old, um, is that people aren't stupid, okay? And, and we have to understand that. They're not stupid. Most people don't give up their money for nothing in return. They're going to give up their money because you have a problem to solve uh, for them, right? Or they have a problem that needs to be solved. So the goal here is to understand, okay, well, if I'm solving a problem, to the degree of which I solve that problem is going to give the customer that much confidence to ultimately make a decision uh, to buy from me. However, there's a few factors involved that get someone to pay more for you than someone else that can solve that same problem. And that's why we're here. Obviously, we know that you guys solve the problem of house painting, in some cases, cabinet refinishing. But my goal is to really open your eyes to why people pay more for your services than they would someone else who on paper seems to solve the same problem. And this is where we get frustrated. Why are you going with a lower price? Okay. So we're going to get into this stuff. And I think you're going to start seeing some of this stuff make sense. Those of you who are actively selling, if you're getting someone out of this, I need emojis. I'm going to, I'm going to wake you guys up. If there's not emojis happening, I'm just going to pause it. Right. So drop some emojis just to make sure you guys are staying engaged here. Cause this stuff is important. What you learn in this training will generate dollars in your business and ultimately help you grow your legacy. I guarantee that. Okay. So first we're going to 
identify that the customer, the buyer believes wholeheartedly that the amount of which they are giving or they are receiving in terms of value exceeds the amount of which they are giving. You have never purchased something with your dollars that you didn't feel like you were getting the better deal. Okay. So when you go to the store and you purchase, I don't know, a video game, or you purchase a book, or you purchase something, you feel as though whatever that thing is, is going to give you more value than what you're giving up for it, okay? And at the basic level of psychology, when it comes to sales, we have to understand this principle so we can align our sales process and we can create more value for our customers. Number two, they trust wholeheartedly that the person of which or company who is responsible for executing the exchange has the expertise to carry out a successful project to the standard of which is expected. If you guys all dropped what you're doing and hired Austin Hauser in Basecoat Marketing today, number one, you would make a decision that whatever amount he charges, his goal as a company is to give you more in return for that. Second, you trust the guy. You just listen to him. You just had a webinar with him. You understand that he's integral. He's telling you straight, straight up, hey, we don't take, we don't work with certain companies. We're not going to waste your money. We're not going to do these things that you might've heard you need to do from people that uh, believe that they just, you know, they're just trying to sell you something, right? So you would believe that this gentleman is honest and integral. So once those two boxes are checked, you're going to make a buying decision and you're going to pay more uh, for that, for that uh, exchange. Okay. So if you guys are getting something out of this so, so far, I need emojis, drop them in there. Let's keep the energy up guys. we got almost 200 people in here listening. Blast off 2023. So why do not, why don't people buy? What, what stops people from moving forward? So you guys have been there. We do the estimate. You're super excited. You think the customers are a great fit. You, you know, you're, you're in alignment. You honestly feel like you got the sale and they don't buy. So let's look, let's look at why they don't buy. Okay. Number one, they don't believe that the amount of which they are receiving in terms of value exceeds the amount of which they are giving. Your price is high or they get more quotes, right? We've heard this before. Your price is too high. I'm going to get more quotes. Number two, they doubt that the person of which or the company who is responsible for executing the exchange has the expertise to carry out a successful project to the standard of which they expected uncertain expectations or confused buyers. So chances are, uh, number two, you guys give that sort of confidence to the, to the customer. If you're here, you're part of that unique group of contractors that are motivated, that take this stuff seriously. What I want to focus on today is number one, they don't believe that the amount of which they are receiving in terms of value exceeds the amount of which they're giving. Okay. So in other words, we did not educate, we did not provide enough value for this customer to justify paying more. Now, what we need to understand is this, all we need to do is beat out the two or three other contractors that are bidding against us. And if we just make that a focus, then we're going to put ourselves in a position to win more business. So where does the sale, the sale actually start? So I'm going to ask you guys to participate. This is a Q&A. starts now. Put in where the sale starts. Does it start A, the first greeting with the customer at the door? B, when working up a price? Or C, when presenting the price? Which one, guys? I'll give you another second. Drop it in the chat. Drop it in the chat. Drop it in the chat. First greeting with the customer. When working up a price? When presenting the price? Which one? A, B, or C? A, B, or C? A, B, or C? Neither. It starts here. All right. So when you're searching for the company online or seeing an ad, that's Austin's job. The sale actually starts with the marketing. We know that, right? The marketing generates the business. It also can start on that initial phone call. It usually comes from a marketing channel or, or an organic form of marketing, but that's where the sale starts. And then receiving the first text message. I'm in a group chat with a lot of high performing contractors. And we talked about outsourcing the phone call. I don't believe in this. I don't think you should outsource your phone, your phone, your internal phone uh, to another company like a call center simply because the phone, the initial phone greeting should be something that comes with hearts, comes with, comes with passion, comes with excitement from someone that actually believes in the vision of your company. 
the phone call. Those of you that are answering the phone for your business, if you're climbing up a ladder, maybe some of you are climbing up a ladder right now, the phone rings, you have to stop what you're doing and answer the phone. And you answer in a way that's begrudging. You answer in a way that you're frustrated or you're not in a you're not in the in the right mindset to be answering a phone. That energy will transfer right to your customer. And off the bat, I believe that you're, you know. I think you're losing the race, right? So when we answer the phone, we answer with power, we answer energy. We're saying, thank you for calling Premium Painting. This is Tanner. How may I help you today? Right? So that sort of energy, that sort of enthusiasm is checking the box. And we're going to get into that here in a second. Or when they receive that first text message or email, that is when the sales start. That is when the the that is when the score uh, starts to be kept, guys. This is so important. This is so important. So if you guys get something out of this, drop some emojis. We're getting into it, guys. I need you to focus. If you guys get this, if you implement what I'm going to teach you today in this webinar, you will make more money. You will win more jobs. And if you win more jobs, you are going to be able to grow your business, guys. So if you focus for the next 30 or 40 minutes on what comes right after this slide, I promise you, you will win more jobs. I just need you to follow up with me next month and tell me how great uh, the strategies you learned in this were, uh, just because that's what I'm doing this for. I'd love to help you guys. So what I want you to understand here is that getting the sale is a accumulation of a lot of different things. Now you could get lucky guys. And what we want to do is separate luck from skill. Okay. You get a customer, you walk in, you do a walk around, you give a price and you sold it. But you, if you can't reverse engineer, how you sold that, how are you going to do it again? We want repeatable results, repeatable results, because repeatable results can scale, repeatable results can scale. Okay, so we want to make sure that we're emphasizing that. If you can't repeat something, you can't scale it, okay? So getting the sale is the tip of the iceberg, and it's built off of foundation of trust and value. Okay, so let's talk about the buyer's journey, guys. We talked about the buyer's journey. So important for you guys to understand what the buyer journey is. If you don't know what a buyer journey is, and this is your first time seeing this, screenshot the screen and make this a focus. Number one, this is how it gets started. There's a trust building, powerful marketing message done by Austin or whoever's helping you with your marketing. And what that does, it gets a customer or a potential customer excited to engage with you. That's it. They're just engaging. That's it. They're engaging. Okay. We're beginning a relationship guys. Next, we have an initial online search. We have professional branding and we have a website that matches it. Okay. So we all know if we go online to buy something and we go to a website that looks like it was built on Microsoft windows 98, what do we do? We get out of Dodge. Okay. If we go to a website and we see that the company isn't up to standard when it comes to, I don't know, at the very least mobile functionality on the website, what do we do? We leave. Okay. Now you might be like Tanner, I don't leave. I, you know, well, most people do. Okay. Because the standard has risen over the last 10 years about what a website should do and how it should function. And a website, as much as we believe it's good, it's just in a, I believe that it's an extension of your branding. That's it. It kind of just continues the story, right? It gives people confidence to work with you. Number three, social proof and great reviews. We know that the buyer's journey involves looking at reviews, making decisions. If you guys are getting something out of this, please drop some emojis in the chat so I can continue and know that you guys are listening and you guys are staying focused. If you're on a ladder, stop what you're doing. Drop an emoji of a ladder. Uh, if there is one, pop it in the chat. Next. Initial phone call. Remember, guys, that initial phone call is so important because what it's doing is it's setting the tone for the sale. You guys are salespeople. Believe it or not, if you own a painting business, you're a salesperson. Ultimately, if you're frustrated when the phone rings, 
you're not giving off the type of experience that you would if you knew that on the other side of that phone was your ticket to freedom. Okay. So every time someone calls me, I'm like, boom, I still get excited to this day. Whenever my phone rings, even though I don't answer it anymore, I still get excited. I'm still thankful. Even if I had to answer it, I would still answer it as if it was the first customer I had. And I think it's so important to remember what it was like when we first started our business, when that phone rang, there was nothing like it. All right, easy booking process. Okay, so we're going through the customer's journey. This is what happens when a customer buys. Okay, easy booking process, booking confirmation, email and text message, a confirmation of the day of, and then showing up time. And then we inform that they're running late. So I want to show you guys something really cool. Okay, so you might be looking at all this and say, Tanner, I don't, I don't have a lot of reviews. I don't even have a really good booking process. Um, my, my customers don't really get a confirmation. Um, I, I don't even answer my phone, I send them to voicemail. Okay. Um, and the marketing message that I have uh, is not as powerful as it could be if I had Austin doing it for me. So I'm going to go ahead and click this, but I want you to see what happens when everything's intact. Okay. And we're going to create kind of like a gamification here. We're going to give it a scorecard. We're going to say that every time someone goes through this journey, each step of the way, you earn five points. Okay. So we will say that a, comp a company that has a powerful marketing message, the initial online search and website and branding was intact. The, the social proof is good. The reviews are great. The initial phone call was amazing prompt, the easy booking process, drip jobs, booking confirmation, email and text message, drip jobs, confirmation day of maybe a phone call, letting the customer know what time you'll be there showing up on time. Or if you're running late, informing them, Hey, I'm running 10 minutes late, but I'm on the way. That's almost as good as being on time. It's actually probably even better. So trust score is 40 points. Now let's look at this. Now let's say you do have a powerful marketing message. You boost your posts on Facebook to the uh, dismay of, uh, of Austin here, and you get somebody interested in your services. From that point, they send you a message, right? Maybe it takes you a while to get back to them. So momentum's going down, right? Your website is outdated or maybe it doesn't even exist. You have hardly any online reviews. You don't answer on the first phone call. The verbal booking uh, occurs and you pretty much say something along the lines of, you know, hey, can you text me your info or type to me your info? Uh, you, they get no confirmation. You don't call them the day of the appointment and you're 10 minutes late, okay? Now, this is an extreme example, but we're all guilty of some of these things. Even when I first started in my business, until I really understood this customer journey, it wasn't important to me, okay? Uh, but as I learned, I started focusing on these things. Screenshot this, guys. Understand that if you just screenshot this and make each one of these your focus, you're already going to be better than you were uh, at nine o'clock this morning if you didn't have any of these things or didn't make them a focus. Okay. So if you're getting something out of this, drop some emojis, drop some emojis. I need to know uh, that you guys are getting something out of this. I'm going to check the chat. I haven't checked the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Don't boost. Keep it rocking, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Love, love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, awesome, guys. And somebody said something about same day notifications and drip jobs. That is coming. <laughs> All right, so you guys are awesome. I love the, uh, I always love the feature requests. You guys, you guys are great. All right, so automating the journey on the topic of drip jobs, okay? So here's the deal. When it comes to creating a great buying experience, guys, a great one, again, think like your customer. First of all, do not think that the only purchase that your customer is going to make is with a is with a painting company, okay? They just bought from Amazon where they went on, found what they wanted. They, they were able to click one button, buy it. it, it the, the delivery driver's on the way. They got a confirmation saying what time it's going to be there. And when the delivery driver gets there, the ring doorbell. I mean, guys, we live in a time of extreme convenience. 
What happens is if your business is not in alignment with what's normal, it's weird, okay? That means when something's weird, people tend to stray away from it, at least the customers that I want who are the Amazon buyers that love convenience and love ease because generally speaking, they have money, okay? And they wanna buy a good service and they value a good service, okay? So what did we do? Well, we aligned drip jobs with that customer experience, okay? So first thing is we have a, a booking form. Now, anybody here in the chat using that booking form every single day, sending it to your customers instead of telling them to text you their information, putting it on your website, putting it on everywhere. Why? Because what it does is it streamlines the contact information. It makes it easy for your customers to put in their information really quick. Okay. We actually just added a feature where uh, the Google address populates the address now. So it's even easier for them to fill out this form. Now, some of us will get a phone call. They'll hold it up to our ear and they'll start painting and say, Hey, can you text me your information? Okay. What kind of experience is that? Why would someone pay top dollar from that when if they call me, I say, Hey, thank you so much, Mrs. Jones. I'm going to send you a link. If you just click the link, put in your information, uh, we'll get you scheduled in as soon as we have an opening. All right. So it's, it's quick, it's fast, it's organized. Now what's awesome about this is not only do we have them fill out this form and we can, we can fill it out for them if we can tell that maybe they're old or, you know, they're just not, not with the times in terms of texting and things like that. Uh, but what happens is they get a confirmation right away. If you are not sending a confirmation to someone that fills out your web form, okay, most of us have a website. That website has a form. That form puts the information right into your email. Once it's in your email, okay, you don't get to it for three or four days, okay? We know this. This is something that happens so often and it's just a matter of not having a right system in place. So the customer fills out the form, they get an automated text and email. And I wanna show you an example of what my good buddy Skylar with PGH Painters is doing in his business. Skylar is telling a story, smart guy, okay? Because he understands that the more someone trusts and gets to know him, the better it will be. Now, let me ask you this. You have someone like, Skyler, who has a really nice form that the customer fills out, has a great greeting, someone in the office answering the phone even, okay, fills out the form, customer fills out the form, they get a text message, they get an email right away. And in this email, it tells the story about how Skyler is a Bethel Park kid. He started out in his parents' garage and he worked his way up and he has this beautiful brand and he's excited to share his what he's learned along the way and his craftsmanship, okay? This is built in drip jobs. It actually fires off one day after the estimate's scheduled. And what's interesting about this, Skyler, my good friend here, shows up to the door and the customer already knows him versus someone else who has none of this in place, okay? So what I'm helping you understand here is that you need to get with the times and you need to be creative and you need to create a relationship with your potential customer, okay? Business is about relationships. We tend to buy from who we like, trust, and know. So if we look at our scorecard, negative 35, hi, you're 10 minutes late. This is our guy that has no social proof that simply just responded to a message that came in through Facebook and just showed up. He's probably in painter's clothes because his systems are in disarray. Nothing wrong with going to an estimate in painter's clothes, but I do suggest that's something that you look at internally to see if you can maybe compare, okay? Everything can be measured. So try some estimates with a polo, okay? I did plenty of estimates in painter's clothes. <laughs> um, and then again, we have Skyler, right? He's our, here's our plus 40 example. I love the email you sent the other day. I feel like I know you already. Also, thanks for giving me a heads up that you were running a few minutes behind. How many times have we called a customer and told them we were late and they were like, oh my God, you know, I can't believe you called. 
I'm here. I'm here. We're, 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 we're a legitimate company. Okay. And guys, perception is everything. What Skylar's doing is creating the perception that he's what worth paying more guys. If you got something out of what I just did so far, I want you to type in the chat worth paying more worth paying more. I'm going to give you guys a second to type that. I want everyone to say that. So it just repeats, repeats, repeats worth paying more. That's our focus. We need to be worth paying more worth paying more we need to align ourselves with being worth paying more but here's the deal guys we're going to get into this i'm giving you guys everything i got today i'm not holding anything back i want you guys to be successful all right so let's talk about mindset we got to get through the mindset thing because if you don't have the right mindset going in none of this works okay none of this works worth paying more worth paying more love it guys keep it rocking keep it rocking the more the more you guys comment the more fired up i get <laughs> all right. So let's get into this worth paying more. All right. Disempowering. All right. Number one, we got to get rid of the disempowering thoughts. Okay. Tire kickers. Okay. Those of you that pre-qualify super hard on the phone, that's not an ascension mindset. Okay. And I understand there's certain jobs that you're not going to take, but there's been times where somebody wanted a front door painted. And out of my humility, I remembered what it was like when I first started, I would have jumped at the opportunity and I think that mindset is what got me to where I am today. So even if it's a small job, we do our best to go out to the estimate and see if there's more opportunity. It's not a waste of time. People aren't tire kickers. They just don't know what they want. And a salesperson, come on, guys, you know where I'm going with this. A salesperson's job is to help people see what they want, okay? Because ultimately, people don't know how to buy. You need to teach them how to buy, okay? All right, they will think my price is too high. If you have this mindset, then you haven't been around customers that don't think your price is too high, right? So just because you're getting a streak of customers that say no, you can't just think it's price. It's probably, I don't mean to offend you, your process, okay? And that's what we're going to refine today, all right? This lead sucks. <laughs> We've been there. Um, leads are people. They don't suck. Again, they're either not ready to buy or they haven't been convinced that they should buy, right? They're just people, people with money. It's exhausting hearing no. Guys, I've been in business long enough to know that no's happen, but you'll hit a yes. And, and you wouldn't be here if that wasn't the case. I'm sure everyone here has at least sold one job, okay? Law of averages. It's a waste of my time. Guys, we got to get rid of that. I don't care if they buy, whatever. I don't need to earn their business. So these are, these are things we might say during an estimate. And if we say this to ourselves, you're not going to win this game. <laughs> you need to capitalize on opportunity because if you capitalize on, on opportunity, marketing is usually cheaper and you have obviously uh, a book of business ready to rock for months to come. Uh, and they're just price shopping, guys. So if we're saying this in our heads, there's no way we're going to be able to go through the sales process that I'm about to teach you. So here's our empowering thoughts, guys. These are the things that we need to say to ourselves. We are the best solution for our customers. I'm going to close this job today. I go to every estimate with the mindset of I'm closing Okay, I'm closing. I'm gonna sell a job today, even if I'm on a hot, even on a, you know, I'm 0 for three. I'm selling one. I'm selling one. What's interesting is if I say that to myself in the car when I'm driving around, let's say I don't get three estimates, I'm selling one, right? What's funny enough is some some way, and this is just amazing. It happens so often. A appointment will come in, and instead of like pre-qualifying that appointment, I just call that appointment. And say, hey, I'm in the area. Do you want me to come by and give you an estimate now? Right. And because my mindset was, I'm selling a job today, I'm just like, I mean, they're buying today. <laughs> like, And it's happened where uh, the mindset of just like not being down on it, understanding the law of averages. Okay, I've hit three no's. The yes is right around the corner. Okay. 
guys, listen, side note here. I've been in a position where I didn't have work for my guys. It's the worst feeling in the world. Capitalize on opportunity and that will never happen. Do not get too comfortable. Okay. Always capitalize on opportunity. I have my customer's best interest in mind. I'm going to showcase extraordinary value. The competition doesn't stand a chance. I love hearing no, because I'm, I'm, I'm not much closer to a yes. All right. So let's we're just get mindset out of the way, guys, before we get into the sales process. Before I do that, I need emojis, guys. If you're getting some out of this, fire emojis, rocket emojis, uh, pump them into the chat so I know that you guys are listening. Because if you guys aren't listening and you're not comprehending, then this is just a big waste of time. But I don't think that's the case. I think you guys are going to grab some of this. We're getting into the sales process now. What you learn going forward from this point is going to change your life. Because I think that if you change your sales process, you're going to sell more jobs and that could be life-changing. If, if you agree with that, let me know. This is the old way we estimate, guys. Some of you guys are pulling up to the estimate without a strategy, okay? So imagine this, you're a server at a restaurant, you go up to the, you go up to the table and uh, you, you really don't, you don't, you're just like, hey, what do you want to order? <laughs> you know, it's like, we can't do that, right? We're not going to win by taking orders. We're going to get into that here. It's way too complicated, long and directionless, and we're going to change that. And what I'm here to give you is a strategic, polished, focused sales process that you can take with you and you can build your business off of, okay? And that's what's so, so important. So let's talk about some limiting beliefs, more limiting beliefs. Uh, I have to be as detailed as possible. So this is relating to the actual estimate itself. In order to win this game of estimating and selling jobs, I have to be as detailed as possible. Not true. I'm afraid to underbid it. Okay. All it really takes is underbidding one job for you to tighten up. <laughs> so uh, going into an estimate, just kind of apprehensive to close on the spot or present a price because you're afraid to underbid it, um, limiting belief, it's only going to prohibit you from growth. The more time I spend on the details of the estimate, the better chance I have at selling the job. That might be true for a contractor, but not so much for um, not so much for a homeowner. Okay. And guys, I'm going to get into that here in a second. The more job related questions I ask, the better. Okay. So if we're going into an estimate and we're just talking about the job, you're missing it. So you guys might be thinking, what, what is that? You know, why would I, why would I, why would that matter? Well, it's because your competition is talking about the job, right? We're not going to win just talking about the job. The job's cool, but I'm cooler. Okay. And that's what we want to focus on today. All right. So let's talk about some new beliefs. Customers care about one thing, price. Now, some of you might be on a losing streak, quote unquote, where you believe that all the customers that you sell to only care about price. Your job is to convince them otherwise. And the strategy that I teach you today is going to help you do that easily. If you only sell the job, you become comparable on paper. Well, if you only sell the job and you can become, you know, sorry, if you only sell the job, you become comparable on paper. Logically speaking, if you do nothing extraordinary to help someone justify why you should get the job and they should pay more money for you, even though someone else is doing the same scope of work, using the same products and in their eyes has good reviews, then obviously the customer would be pretty dumb to spend more money on you unless what? You do something different. And we're going to build value. That is the absolute only way to sell jobs. But it's not just building value. You've heard about this. I'm going to teach you how to build value in a way where it is tailored to your specific customer. And last, I am not pushing the product. I'm offering a solution. Okay, so you are offering a solution uh, to, the, uh, to the problem. All right, so true or false, guys? Answer in the comments. True or false, people will pay more 
for a better experience. True or false, true or false, true or false. Put it in the comments, 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 put it in the comments. And you can see here, my photos should tell you guys that this is 100% true. Why would someone spend $8,500 to sit courtside at a basketball game versus someone sitting in the nosebleed seats? People value things differently. That's why some of us are fans of a sport, certain sports teams. Some of us are fans of another sports team, you know? Here in, here in Florida, we like the Gators. Some of you guys are close to another college and you like that college. So if I asked you to spend all your money on sitting you know, in the front row of the Gator game and your team's not playing, you would not care. So let's talk about this, guys, because this is super, super important. We have two primary motivating factors as to why people pay more for what seems to be the same exact thing. The number one primary motivating factor is a better experience, okay? So- I use hot dogs as an example because this is such a really, this is just going to bring it home for you guys. If you were to go to the grocery store and you were to purchase a package of hot dogs, you could actually get a package of, I believe, eight hot dogs for $4.50. That would be about 56 cents per dog, okay? But if you were to eat that same hot dog, it could honestly be from the same pack. The, the, the stadium could go to the same grocery store, take the package off the shelf, go cook it in the stadium, put a couple condiments on it, and sell it to you in the stadium, not in the groceries, or in the stadium cooked, and they could sell it to you for $6.50. Remember, we're talking about the psychology behind sales and buying. We're not talking about painting right now. We're just talking about why people spend more for the same thing, okay? Guys, put in here. I want you guys to put in the chat, same thing, same thing, okay? Same thing. Why is someone paying more for the same thing, okay? So with that said, guys, there's also a hot dog, same thing, but someone's spending $169 on this hot dog at the bottom right. Why? Because of the experience tied to it. If they wanted to be a part of a, a world record, they're going to spend the money to be a part of that experience. If they're going to spend $6.50 at a ballpark, probably even more. Some of you guys probably spent more. You get the soda, right? $6.50 at the ballpark. Why? Because the experience is better. The product is tied to the experience. If you guys are getting something out of this, if that made sense to you, drop some emojis. I can't keep up with them all. You guys are going nuts in here. Hope you guys are enjoying this. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, great, 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 great. Awesome, awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. All right, let's keep rocking. Let's keep rocking. Now, have you guys ever seen this product before? Gatorade, okay? Two primary motivating factors why people pay more for what seems to be the same product. More convenience. Okay, so we have experience and we have convenience, experience, convenience, experience, convenience. This is why people pay more, right? So in the same way, if you're really thirsty and you wanted a Gatorade, you're not going to the grocery store to get it. And you're not buying a six pack in the dry aisle for 97 cents per Gatorade. Same product, more money. Why? Because the experience is there. If you go to a convenience store, they created a pretty good experience. You're in and out and it's cold. And you're spending 400% more on the Gatorade, not thinking twice about it. Why? Experience, convenience, okay? That is why, right? So this one, in this case, is convenience. All right, we're getting there. <laughs> now, the ultimate package, what I believe to be what helps drive our business, I love customers that allow me to do both here, is experience plus the convenience, okay? So when it's convenient and there's an experience tied to it, okay? I use this guy who's giving out the things in the stands, right? So he could charge whatever he wants for the popcorn if he wants. 
because you're enjoying the game. It's the bottom of the ninth. You don't want to get up and go to the concession stand, stand in line. He's walking with, he's walking with the food that you want, the drink that you want. And ultimately what happens is, is you have a $20 bill in your pocket and he's got things that tally up to $14. You tell him to keep change. You just paid $20 for something you could buy at a convenience store for $2. You spent more money for the same thing because what? It was, it was convenient and you were enjoying an experience. You guys might've seen this brand. They're really good at putting an experience and a convenient package together. This is their entire marketing mission. They understood this pretty well. Wow, one day painting, okay? The experience is, guess what? You have this really nice group of individuals. The branding is good. So it's gonna be a good experience. You can see people happy painting, you know, whatever you think about this brand, that doesn't really matter to me. Uh, but the convenience factor is one day painting. Now, I don't know if that's true, but ultimately that's what they're selling is the convenience factor of fast jobs with a good experience. Why did they put four painters on the, on the picture? Because it's a good experience to have that many painters knocking out a job. Now, if they have one painter there in a Sherwin-Williams shirt, that's not a powerful branding exuding experience, okay? Helping you guys see some of the things that are happening around us and how these very basic principles of sales and psychology tie into it, guys. If you're getting some out of this, drop some emojis. Keep me going here, guys. We're going to get through this. We're going to knock this out. I hope you guys like this so far. Uh, short commercial. Those of you that want to sign up for Drip Jobs, we got an awesome promo today. If you want to sign up, you get 60 days for free. Uh, that's coupon code BLASTOFF. So if you go to dripjobs.com, sign up, put in the coupon code BLASTOFF, you get 60 days for free. Even if you don't have time to set it up this week, just lock in the coupon code Coupon code blast off. All right. So what is really motivating people to spend more value? We talked about that. We know that true or false. Everyone values different types of experience the same exact way. Absolutely not. So it could be the same game, but if their team isn't playing right, something that's not important to them, they're not going to spend that same amount of money as someone who values that specific experience guys. So we're going to tie this into house painting in just a minute. But again, what you should be seeing is that it doesn't matter what we're selling. What you should be seeing is, is that the principles are still the same, right? So selling in the wrong direction. Does it have Bluetooth? Now, this is an interesting thing. I, I used to sell cars. Customer would come in and pretty much tell us, you know, what they wanted uh, in terms of a vehicle. But we were trained to actually narrow that down even deeper to the underlying motivation. And what's interesting is, is that if a customer came into the car dealership and we weren't trained properly to identify what that motivation would be, we could get to a point where we are selling in the wrong direction. In other words, if we didn't find out that the reason they wanted a car was because they really just wanted to be able to connect their phone via Bluetooth and their other car didn't have it. And we showed them a car and took them on a test drive and built all this rapport around a car that just didn't even have Bluetooth then ultimately we sold in the wrong direction. Now, because we under un, uncover the motivations behind the buying decision, we identify, hey, you, you wanted Bluetooth and that's important to you. I could go a step further. And by the time that customer gets into the car, I can connect their Bluetooth and have their own music playing during the test drive. That's the type of psychology that we're gonna learn today when it comes to selling your job. So rules for success. We got a couple of rules I need to go over with you. Number one, we need to understand that price is relative to value or perceived value. Obviously, perceived value is a precursor to your sale. Your job is to fulfill that. And I don't mean to sell in a way that, you know, you're exacerbating your process and you're, you know, you're just trying to win the job. 
but perception is important, right? It is perception until it's fulfilled. So perceived value is mostly what we're talking about during our sales process. You guys get something out of this? Drop an emoji in the chat. If you signed up for drip jobs using the coupon blast off, uh, put a gear and a fire. I'd love to know who's signing up during this. I thank you so much for your support uh, signing up for drip jobs. So your number one responsibility is to build enough trust and value to justify the customer paying more for your services in the competition. So the more value, the more you can charge. The more value, the more you can charge. If the customer doesn't see the value, then they're not going to buy. Rule for success number two, we need to develop a dynamic sales process. We cannot go into every single estimate and do the same thing. Now, I want you to replay the last three or four estimates that you went out and did. And I want you to think about if you were selling or you were taking orders. If you were taking orders, let me tell you what that looks like. That looks like you going up to the customer, knocking on the door, introducing yourself and asking them what they need done. And then from there, letting them walk you around the house. And if you find yourself following a customer around the house, I can tell you that you are not optimizing. The customer follows me around their own house, follows me. Guys, drop follows me, follows me, follows me. Put it in the chat, follows me. The customer follows me throughout their house. I tour their house and give them a tour of it, of what I'm going to do and how we're going to do it. Guys, drop follows me. If you guys are getting some of this. Yeah, I love it, guys. Let's come on. Let's get better at sales today. Follows me, guys. So I want you guys to know that when you guys go through a house, they need to follow you. Okay. Love it, guys. Let's keep rocking. I'm trying to give you guys all that I got here. Okay. All right, let's go. Dynamic sales process. Everyone has different needs, wants, and desires. Therefore, it'd be senseless for us to have the same sales process for each and every customer. When we estimate, it's the same, guys. When we sell, it's dynamic. So we can all look at the same house. Actually, my, my good friend, Nick uh, Slavic did a kind of like a test of everyone in the same area uh, in his mastermind bidding on the same job. And this should show you that, guys, we are not going to win when it comes to our estimate. You think that your estimate is what's going to sell you the job. It is not because all that's going to do is make it even more confusing to the customer because now they're just comparing numbers and comparing bids. You know, maybe if you have drip jobs and it's a really nice, beautiful presentation, it might help, but we're not going to rely on that, guys. You and your uniqueness is what's going to sell your jobs. So our sales process needs to be tailored to the customer in their specific needs and wants. Rule number three, I think it's three messed up on the slide, become incomparable. Funny story. Customer goes, Tanner, you know, I, I loved your estimate. And, you know, my job as, you know, a buyer, I really just want to compare apples to apples. I said, well, that's going to be really hard because I am a dragon fruit. It's very hard to compare me to an apple. And it's just a funny joke that I make whenever someone says that it's a, it's a tired, uh, it's a tired phrase, but really that's what we're creating. You're not going to be able to compare me. Okay. And ultimately guys, remember people have a decision to make. And if the only thing they have to compare you to is what you guys put on that quote, guess what? It's really easy for them to make a decision because they just got to look at the number that you put at the bottom of that quote. Okay. Our competitive advantage is to sell the experience rather than the product. The experience we provide is unique and no one else in the world can provide it. It cannot be compared. When I first started my painting business, I was very, very, very intimidated by all the other painting businesses around me. I was scared. I would look at their Google listings. I say, oh, they have 40 reviews. They have 35 reviews. No one's going to call premium painting. It's just me, my dad, and somebody else uh, that I pulled from high school <clears throat> to get started. I'm thinking, who's going to buy for me? And you know what? That mindset could have kept me where I was, but I said, you know what? 
they're not buying the brand yet. They're buying me. And I know if I get in front of somebody and convey how great I'm going to do for them and start building a relationship, I'm going to win jobs. And to this day, that's been our focus. And that's what I'm teaching you. Okay. Our motto, the 595 rule, we're going to stop estimating. We're going to start selling. Estimating is important. It has its place. I get that. But the selling is what's going to convey to the customer trust, transparency, and you're going to build a relationship. Now, I get it. If you guys are working for GCs and commercial projects, they don't care about those things. In a sense, they do. Maybe that should be the 95-5 rule. Uh, but when it comes to homeowners, most of you who serve homeowners, they care about building relationships. So what's the 595 rule? 5% of your time should be measuring and estimating when you are doing a sales process. Take your photos, do a quick measurement, but the focus should really be time spent building relationship with your customer. Most of us, and I've done over 200 business breakthroughs, maybe 50% of them, we talk pricing. You guys know pricing. After about five or 10 jobs, generally speaking, we can all guesstimate pricing. And I'm not, again, not saying that estimating isn't important. Drip jobs is going to have production rate estimating. There's a place for it. But when it comes to really just capitalizing on opportunity, if we focus too much on estimating, we're going to miss the boat, okay? Our sales process objectives. First, we're going to ask the right questions to discover intent. Then we're going to provide the right answers relating to the customer's individual intent. And then ultimately, we're going to align our sales process with their needs and wants. And then we're going to be a perfect fit for the job and allow only price to be the only objection, okay? Characteristics of a great sales experience. Number one, the focus is about the customer's specific needs. Every customer has different needs. Our job is to uncover what they are and then align our sales process with that customer specific needs. Number two, time isn't wasted. We're not directionless. We're not passive during the estimate. We're not just sitting there with notes. We are aggressive in a sense, assertive in a sense, and we are leading the customer to the sale. Okay, when you guys go into a restaurant, you don't just stand at the host stand with your significant other and no one knows what's going on. When you go to a restaurant, the host greets you, they sit you, the server comes up, they get your drink order, and there's this process in place. You need to create that same sort of process with your customers when you are doing estimates. Number three, barriers are overcome. There's going to be barriers. Think about it this way. Every customer has a reason not to buy, okay? So our job is to uncover what that reason is and then provide a solution or provide assurance around that barrier. Number four, the customer feels heard. Very important. People want to tell you what's going on and they want you to listen. You are, although yes, I'm leading the customer. I'm listening to the customer as I walk through their house and we engage in, in active dialogue. Uh, the customer is educated, not sold to. They feel confident that the value of your service is in equal or greater uh, proportion to what they will receive in return. And they feel confident that you will deliver on your promises and have the expertise to perform the job to the highest possible standard. If you guys are getting something out of this, I'm about to drop the sales process right now. Give me some emojis. Give me some energy. Show me that you're listening. Guys, remember, if you want to sign up for Drip Jobs, it is a 60-day free trial today only. It's going to be blast off as the coupon code. So blast off coupon code. Let's get into it. You can't provide a solution to a problem you don't know about. Question number one, what is the story? Those of you who have been following me, you know that I say this because I want to know the story. Every customer that finds their way to you has some story to tell you as to why they want this job done. If you are not asking this question, as soon as you meet a customer, forget it, get back in the car because ultimately they are not trained enough to tell you their underlying motivations. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But if we have a direction to head in, we can align our sales process based on this answer here. So important. We know you want your house painted or your cabinets refinished. Corey's here. 
HOA letter, ready for a change of environment. They dislike, they want to change the colors. They have rotting or repairs, fading or peeling, moving in, moving out. Guys, screenshot this. These are the only reasons. Okay, don't be too crazy on me. But generally speaking, these are 95% of the reasons why people purchase paint jobs. And if you know all the reasons, then what? You can provide what? Solutions. So I see these as problems. And then from here, what we can do is figure out what solutions we can provide as a company, as salespeople to align with this, uh, what you're seeing right here. Now, I want to make a point. If you, if you look, there are six different problems. That means that you should have six different sales processes. So this should open up your eyes to maybe some areas where you're not providing value in a way that aligns with the customer's individual need. Behind every why, there is an underlying motivation. So someone that has an HOA letter has more of a need than they do a want. If it took them that long to get the house painted to the point the HOA had to get involved, then that's a need, okay? They don't really want the job. They need the job. And to make this connect, why would I emphasize highest quality paint? Why would I emphasize how great the experience is in terms of atmosphere and all that stuff to a customer that has a need? It doesn't make sense. So I only tell people things that they care about. <laughs> okay. It's so important. Ready for a change, right? So if someone says, hey, I'm ready for a change. I want to change the color. Great. This is a want. So now we're going to get into atmosphere and experience. I'll tell you that in a second. They hate the colors. That's a want. Uh, there's rotting or repairs needing done. That's a need. Fading, need. Moving on or moving in or moving out. Let's just say moving in. Uh, that is a need. And I'm going to explain here in a second uh, how we bring all this together. So now if we know the underlying motivation, we can offer a solution to that motivation. Okay. So if we know it's a, if we know it's a, a need in the HOA letter example, what we can offer is speed, efficiency, scheduling, right? That's important to that customer. If they want to change their environment, we can offer quality experience consultation. We'll get into that in a second. Same thing with colors and then rotting and repairs speed. Hey, we can get this fixed ASAP. We have a handyman, right? So I'm telling you guys some examples of how we approach some of these we have fading, same thing, speed, we got to get this fixed, moving in, moving out, speed and convenience. We're going to talk about that in a second. So this is your cheat sheet. You're not going to find this anywhere, okay? This is what you need to understand this, screenshot this, okay? And you can use it as a cheat sheet when you go to your estimates. Okay, if you guys like this, drop some emojis. I'm going to be looking at that chat. I want to see some emojis come in that you guys are getting something out of this. I put a lot into it and I hope that what you're getting today conveys directly to your next estimate. So if you could drop some emojis, just let me know if you guys are loving this and if it's helping you uh, bridge the gap between what you didn't know, what you know, what you now know, what you're going to use in the future, I would be grateful for that. So the painting business value cheat sheet on the left-hand side, top left, you're seeing why. So the why is the HOA, change, colors, rotting, fading, moving in, moving out. The motivation is the need. So an example, let's go over to B4. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> We'll go to uh, moving in, okay? And that's one of my favorites. I'll show you here in a second. So if, if the why is they're moving in, we know that the motivation is they need you in there, right? So in other words, hey, I'm moving in. Uh, I need this done before I can move in. Hello, we've all heard this. Cool. So their underlying motivation is really speed. Usually when you get someone that's moving in, they care about when you can get it done, okay? And then our unique selling proposition for that customer in that specific case is convenience and experience because- Generally speaking, people that are moving in care very much about 
the experience along with the speed. And generally speaking, I'm going to go to my next slide here. You're going to notice that the customers that care about experience, and if you guys look at the why, they're going to be your highest paying customers. Customers want to change the color, cabinet refinishing people. Hello, this is you. Change the color. Generally speaking, there's not a major need in cabinet refinishing. It's mostly a want-based business. So you'll see here that, you know, obviously, Corey does a great job. You're going to hear from her here in a little bit. Um, she focuses heavily on the experience. That's what's selling her jobs is that people know when they reach out to Corey, the experience is going to be second to none. Phenomenal job doing that. Okay. Uh, color, same thing. If someone wants to change the color, they're not in a rush, but I went. So in other words, if someone wants to change the color. I'm going to be like, Hey, I can get in here next week. They don't care about that. They care about the experience. They care about the process. They care about the things that you could do to make that the best possible experience. And of course, when people tell me they're moving in, I salivate, okay? I get so excited because not only am I going to fit you in somehow, I'm going to create an amazing experience, okay? Example, hey, Ms. Jones, when's your moving date? One thing that we do is we take a $500 deposit, but it is refundable if you do not buy the house. Not only can I quote you virtually to save you time so we don't have to wait until you close, I can align your paint job right up with your moving date to make sure you get in smooth and everything works out great. I mean, when, when you understand the motivations, you can provide solutions like no other. Overcoming the color barrier. Question number two, have you chosen colors yet? Okay. So this is one of the biggest barriers that you're going to find in our business guys. Okay. You understand that people are, you know, it's hard for people to make decisions. Okay. Colors is one of the hardest decisions to make. Um, if you're not creating a solution around colors, you're not in the conversation. I mean, it's not really optional, right? Sherman Williams used to have uh, color consultants that work with them. I think because of COVID, they closed that down, but they're, they're still out there. They're still alive. You just got to find them and, and, and outsource to them. Um, have you chosen colors yet? If the answer is yes, we have. Yes, not sure. Yes, need HOA approval. No, need help. Have you chosen colors yet? These are the answers that you're going to get. So we know the answers, right? We know the problems. All these are problems in my eyes because no one's 100% sure, just so you know. And we all know this, okay? No one's ever 100% sure. They think they're sure, but they're not. We can provide solutions, okay? So every step of the way, I'm providing solutions. So in the eyes of the customer, I'm going to show you here in a second what happens. So solution, yes, we have. Okay, cool. I'm going to get you some samples to be sure. You can put three samples on my account at Sherwin-Williams. If you're unable to get there, we'll drop them off to you just to be sure. Yes, but not sure. Perfect. We have a color consultant on staff. We'll send her over uh, within a few weeks to help you out. Yes, we need HOA approval. Cool. So you have to go buy a book or something that tells you what you need to do. Great. What I'll do is I'll actually facilitate that for you. Just give me the information and we'll reach out to the HOA. One less thing you have to worry about. No, we need help. Oh, okay, great. So let's get that consultation scheduled. She's, she's fantastic. And now I'm selling the consultation. Right. So to someone that needs HOA approval for colors, I'm not going to tell them about a consultation. It doesn't matter to them. They don't value that. They don't care. They had to go buy a book, probably upset about it. You know, so I but I'm so solution driven that no matter what you tell me, I'm going to give you something in exchange. OK, because why? I'm not competing on price. I'm competing on experience and convenience. If you guys got something out of that, please let me know in the comments by using emojis. That's how we communicate here in the live webinar. Are colors really a barrier? Okay, so this is a drip job screenshot of drip jobs chat. Uh, customers following up with me. I think we did a follow-up asking her if she was interested in moving forward. And then she says, what if I don't know what colors I'm wanting yet? 
Now, how great would it be if you aligned your business up with a solution to a customer like this to create a butter smooth experience? Totally fine. We offer free color consultation with a local decorator that comes with our service. Also, price is not affected by which colors you pick. Most of our colors pick colors after we give them an estimate. So this was someone that I hadn't gotten on the schedule for an estimate, but believe it or not, those leads that you guys say are any good, would you agree that some of them are apprehensive because they're unsure of what color to pick? That is a reality and you're seeing it right here. So remember, we need to look at all the problems that come across our customers' plates when it comes time to buy from us. And we need to pro provide not just solutions, optimal solutions, better than our competition for these customers because it just makes sense. All right, here's the painting business value cheat sheet when it comes to colors. we got colors at the bottom here. Uh, if the answer is yes, offer samples, maybe a consult. Yes, not sure. We're going to offer a consult. We need the HOA. We'll facilitate that for you. And if you need help, we will do a consult. Screenshot this, guys. Appreciate you guys being here. Remember, if you go to dripjobs.com, we have a promo code. It's today only. We will give you a 60-day hyper trial. It's a free trial of Drip Jobs. Just put in promo code BLASTOFF. All right, let's continue, guys. We're almost done. Closeability. How soon do you want this job done? If you're not asking this, you're not you know, asking this with intent, it might come up in conversation. But the idea here is to make sure there's nothing seriously prohibiting the customer from moving forward today. So maybe, you know, an example of that would be, hey, I'm moving or, hey, I'm, uh, I'm going on vacation up north for six months. I'm just trying to get a price for when I come back. Am I going to be motivated to sell that guy? Probably not, uh, but it's good to know that ahead of time. So when I'm in there selling, it doesn't drop that on me when I'm trying to close them. <laughs> uh, so here's some answers. So we have some answers when it comes to uh, what people will say to this as soon as possible. My favorite, no rush. My least favorite, uh, whenever you can do it. My second favorite, getting more estimates. I don't even hear that actually. Um, I, I don't even, I can't even, it's hard for me to even read that. Um, and you should adopt that same mindset as well. I don't even know what that says. Can you guys read that? I can't read it. Um, strike while the iron is hot. All right. So real quick guys, car business analogy, the car business was great to me for what I took from it. I didn't like doing it, but there's some really good sales training in it. Strike while the iron is hot. So when the customer is engaging with you, um, you're dropping a lot of information. You guys are having a good conversation and there's this momentum that's building. The minute you hop in your vehicle and leave, that momentum drops day by day, okay? Because would you agree that if you did an estimate a year ago and you gave them an estimate today that the customer would forget your name, forget how you sounded, forget how you made them feel and probably forget who you are, okay? So that, that's what happens after a year. But on a smaller scale, that could happen even as, as quickly as a week, especially if you're working for busy customers that engage with a lot of people. So your chances of getting the sale, let me make this clear. The highest chance that you have to sell a paint job is going to be on the day and at the time of the estimate, okay? On the day, at the time. If you guys can put on the day, on the day, on the day, at the time, somebody put on, on the day, somebody put at the time in the chat. So I know you guys are following along. On the day, at the time. On the day, at the time. On the day, at the time of the estimate, okay? That is your highest chance of getting the sale on the day at the time. I want you guys to remember that, okay? Because the momentum is at its peak. So if you went into a car dealership and the gentleman or saleswoman took you into what you believe to be the perfect vehicle because they asked you great questions and they aligned the vehicle with what your individual needs and wants were, you sat in the car, you smelled the new car smell, they connected your Bluetooth, played your favorite song, you're driving in the car, you put the top down, maybe it's a convertible. I don't know if they make this anymore. 
But in other words, the experience was great. In your head, you're getting a little nervous because you're like, did this, did this guy really just sell me? <laughs> like I wasn't planning on buying, but man, he did a great job. People want to be sold, by the way. And they get into the car dealership. They walk in and you shake their hand and you say, all right, great. I'm going to email you a quote. See you later. Now that customer has a sigh of relief because they think, ah, I don't have to make a decision today. I can think more about it. And we know that the customer wants it and we're in, we're operating in their best interest, but the customer's not going to say, no, 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 wait, wait, I want to buy today. Okay. They're not going to say that. They just have a sigh of relief because they don't have to buy today. So where I'm getting at with this is that that scenario is crazy. You wouldn't do that if you were, <laughs> if you were a car salesperson, that just wouldn't happen. You would sell on the spot. You'd bring them to your desk. You'd offer them some water and you would begin the process of going over numbers. Okay. Because you just earned the right to do that. Do you know how crazy it sounds when you get in your car and you leave? Stop doing it. If you want to, if you want to sell more jobs. So why wait? So what are we waiting for? As soon as possible, closable today, closable today, closable today, closable today. Everyone has the ability to buy today. We don't know what our customers are thinking, but we can sure give them the ability to make a good decision today. Any concerns? Are there any concerns you'd like to address? Now, this is one of the questions I like to ask for a very, very good reason. Everyone that I've ever done business with has one concern at the very least. There's not many customers that prepare to meet you. You'll meet some that have a whole list and, you know, those customers have their place, but most customers really, they don't really know. And then like, oh my God, there's like this cracking happening in the back of the house that I forgot about. Like you have to understand that like these people don't like know house. Some do, but most don't, right? Our job, that's our job. We are the house people. We help with that sort of thing, but they might have something in the back of their head, like a nail pop or something that's been bothering them. I'm going to use that as a value proposition. Okay. So we're going to go in and say, uh, okay, yes. And then they'll show me a nail pop or a little bit of rotting or an oil stain spot. And all this is, is an opportunity for me to showcase my expertise and another checkbox for me solving another problem that if a contractor who is not trained, who's not in blast off 2023 would go and do an estimate and not ask this very, very important question. Question number five, have you ever hired a painting contractor before? Another question that if you don't ask, you are behind the eight ball. You need to ask this question. What this will do is help you really see who you are being compared to. Just so you know, and those of you, I'm just going to put this into words, you know this, you've probably thought about this, you are not being compared to the estimates they are getting around the same time for the same job. You are being compared to an estimate they have may have gotten five years ago uh, from a house that was half the size, okay, from a guy that wasn't even a business, that was the neighbor, okay, and they paid $1,000, right? So we want to make sure that before we present a price, we are not being compared to someone who isn't doing things the way that we do them. We just want to level the playing field. Uh, and for example, Corey doing cabinets, right? How many, I'm sure she'll tell you, maybe this will come up in her speech, but she probably competes against a lot of just painting companies that charge half of what she charges. So I'm sure she has to do a, a or her husband who does the sales, he has to do a good job of uh, separating IBU versus uh, an average painting company, right? So have you ever hired a painting contractor before? If the answer was yes, we want to know how was that experience? You know, this is a good question. This is good conversation. Guess what? If you ask this question, they will unload how that experience was if it was bad. Okay. People would, people love to get that out. So uh, let's say that the experience was bad. Um, 
what did you dislike about it? Right. Maybe they'll, they'll tell you that. Um, and then what's interesting about that is you might find something in what they say that you as a company have made a focus. Like for example, if they say, well, you know, I just couldn't stand, they showed up late every day and they didn't tell me when they were going to be here. Oh my goodness. I, I agree. Let me show you something. I'll, I'll even pull out my timesheet app, uh, T sheets or QuickBooks time. And I'll say, Hey, look, you know, we keep track of all our guys. You know, they take pride in being on time. Um, one thing that we value is communication and punctu you know, punctuality. Um, so ultimately, you don't have to worry about us not being on time. We're going to be here, you know, and, and ultimately that's something that would not have come up had I not asked the question. Guys, this is the extraction method here. We're trying to give good information out that people will not give to us because no one wants to be taken advantage of. People are scared to give too much information because they don't want to be used against them, right? That's just natural buying from poor experiences with other people. So by asking strategic questions with the goal of providing solutions, we're lowering the barrier the entire time, okay? Now, what if they had a good experience? What did you like about it? Well, um, I love the fact that they communicated with me. I love the fact that after they were done every day, they cleaned up. And I also love the fact that they were mindful of Sparky, my dog, uh, who is, you know, a little crazy, but they were really nice to him. And I might say something along the lines of, we love dogs. Actually, our project manager has dog treats in the car. Um, I always check to make sure, you know, we can give it to give it to him. We'll show you the box, but we like to build a relationship, not only with our customers, but with their pets, because we're going to be here kind of moving in for a few days and then make them laugh. So there's always ways to create value around a previous experience. Now, you might have someone that tells you about an actual experience. It wasn't about if it was bad or good, just that they did it and say, you know, um, you know, what, what did the company look like? You know, was it, did they have a salesperson? Did they have a vehicle that was wrapped? I'm just curious, you know, what type of experience you have. And then if it wasn't, then I'm just going to go heavy into why we're different. Um, really just making it easy for people to buy. Um, so if you guys are getting something out of this, I know we're coming down to a close here. Um, stay awake, stay with me, stay listening. I know there's some of you guys on ladders, you're driving, you're sitting in the office, you've blocked out time for this. I'm so incredibly thankful uh, for you to, to make some time for this. I really hope that it's been valuable so far. We have so many good speakers coming up. Uh, we got Maggie coming up. She is with Harpeth Painting. Um, they, they are amazing. Uh, you're going to learn some amazing things. We got Corey coming up. Uh, we got Mike with Painter Growth. We got Alex with Cabinet Coding Kings. Uh, Nick Slavic is going to be making an appearance today. So stick with us throughout the day. Invite your friends. You can share the link. Uh, you can get them in here. And of course, quick commercial drip jobs, 60-day trial. Uh, head over to dripjobs.com, use coupon code BLASTOFF, uh, and you will get a 60-day hyper trial for drip jobs. So we want to give small bites to our customer when we tell them about our process. We don't want to overwhelm your customer. You don't want to fire hose your customer. You just want to say things that align with the questions that you asked and the answers they gave you. So here's our example. This customer is uh, calling us and they had us over. The big why behind why they wanted the job is because there was rotting wood. They were worried about future damage. They were worried that um, you know, for some reason it would happen again. Number two, question number two, have you chosen colors? They haven't chosen colors and they need help with that. Question number three, how soon do you want it done? Even though that's pretty obvious, they're going to tell us, oh, as soon as possible. Perfect. Question four, any concerns? Well, I'm a little worried about how long this paint job is going to last because I don't want to do this again, right? That was their concern. And then question number five, how was your previous experience? And they said, ah, it was bad. They didn't show up on time. So watch how I take the answers to these questions and I do my quote unquote spiel, right? We all have a spiel. And I think the first half of this is all listening. Now it's my turn to talk. Okay, here's where we become the hero. 
right? And how good you are presenting this information to your customer will help them really feel confident in hiring you. Number one, I'll say something along the lines of, hey, listen, our team is made up of X members. This is our ideal job type. We love doing this type of work, right? And guys, if you don't say that, you're really missing out on someone feeling even more confident than they probably already are. Listen, I love painting the outside of houses. It is our absolute favorite type of job, right? Because people want passionate workers. They don't want people that are begrudgingly showing up to the job. No, we don't have that attitude in our company. We love it, okay? Uh, we like to staff big teams on jobs like this to ensure quality and efficiency. Here's where I bring in names of my crew members, my project managers to create even more of a personal experience. You're gonna love Shamel. He's our project manager. This type of house is his bread and butter. We've done tons of them and his personality is out of this world. He is gonna take great care of you on site. I might even go into what the first day looks like, guys, because what we're doing is we're letting someone test drive the car in their mind. Again, the benefit of a car sale is that they get to sit in what they're gonna buy. They can experience it. It's never gonna be even better or worse than what they're actually experiencing. With our business, guys, we have to paint the picture. In the chat, please put paint the picture, paint the picture, paint the picture. Guess, guys, again, you're painting the house, but it's more important to paint the picture. Paint the picture. Put that in the chat so you guys understand that if you're not painting the picture of what they can expect, you need to build the car before they drive it. You have to build the car before they drive it. So put paint the picture in the chat. So everyone reading the chat locks that in. When you are doing an estimate, you have to build the virtual car. You have to sit them into the experience. You have to tell them about the future and you have to showcase to them a little bit of how they will feel if they made a decision to hire you. Solution number one, I know the wood rotting is a major concern of yours. Todd, my father-in-law is a very seasoned carpenter on staff. He will do a separate assessment with you and have the wood repaired before the job starts. So what are we doing there? We're creating an experience with my father-in-law, Todd, and the convenience of us getting it done before the job starts and emphasizing what that will look like. Solution number two, in terms of color, one thing you absolutely love about us is that we offer a free color consultation. It will be with our decorator, Donna. She is great. She has many years of experience and will leave you feeling confident. Wow. I like the feeling of feeling confident when it comes to colors. So you see here, I'm going to go back, see if it takes me back. Question one, rotting wood, resolve that issue. Question two, no colors chosen, resolve that issue. I have three more questions to resolve. Solution number three, in terms of time frame of an opening on the 6th, guys, if you don't know your calendar, I get it. Some of you guys up north is a little difficult, but if you don't know your calendar before you walk into that job, you're missing out on an opportunity. You need to be scheduling your jobs as best you can and come up with tentative dates. Some of us have the habit of calling the customer a week before and saying, hey, we're going to start your job. That is a bad habit. Drip Jobs has a job schedule. If you need a job schedule in there, you simply just schedule the job. You can assign a crew to it and the customer gets notified if you want. But what it does is it lets you see where your jobs are so you can use this as a selling tool. Everyone wants to know when their job's going to get done. I think we all can agree with that. So utilize it as a sales tool. Everyone that I ever interact with knows a rough amount of time when I can get their job done. And that's because I'm just looking at my calendar. The paint we use is Benjamin Moore. It has a great water-resistant properties to prevent this from happening again. You'll also have love that they have a 25-year warranty and we'll also even provide you the paperwork on that. Okay, so we eliminated his fear of how long the, the paint's going to last. And then number five, being on time is very important to us. Take a look at this app. I gave you guys that example. Um, and this is what is going to uh, separate us from the competition. So can you imagine someone coming in next to me, another, another contractor who came in, followed the customer around the house, you know, was a little lackadaisical, was in a bad mood, 
and didn't ask any of these questions, here I am as the superhero, the one that's going to save the day. Okay. Pricing the job. Do not overthink pricing the job. It's just numbers. And one of my missions with Drip Jobs is to make pricing as simple as it could possibly be. We're putting a spin on production rates that's going to hopefully change the way pricing is done as a whole. So cost-based pricing. So for now, we're going to talk about cost-based pricing. For those of you that are starting out, you're doing under $500,000 in a year. This pricing strategy, it will do the job for you, okay? Every price is 100% dependent on your cost. Price is marginal, which means it can change. You must have a general idea of what your team is capable of. And no one knows that but you. You must have a general idea of how much paint you'll need. And you can use this calculator that most of you use. You can get this calculator at sellpaintjobs.com. Sellpaintjobs.com. Thank you guys for the, uh, for the awesome comments. Appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. Stay here and listen to the other speakers. They're coming. Guys, this is just the beginning. Hopefully you guys are fired up. If you invest anything into your business, being a part of this event is a good move. Hopefully you're seeing that here, okay? So uh, Maggie's coming up next. She's probably waiting on standby. I got a few more minutes. So we're gonna crank this out, guys. So let's get a scenario together. Square footage, 2,500. Our labor costs at $80 an hour. We have a 25% burden. Total labor cost then turns to $100 an hour, four days of labor. Okay, so that means that our total labor cost comes to $3,200. Our paint cost is $1,250. That means our total cost to do business is $4,450. Okay, so if you guys want this calculator, just go to sellpaintjobs.com. You can grab it. It's free. All right, so with that said, we identified what our cost is. This is called cost-based pricing. Identify what your cost is, okay? From there, we're going to identify what our numbers are. We have a top-of-the-line price. That is the most that we're going to try to sell the job for. And then we have our bottom line price, guys. Let me make it clear. Every price is negotiable. Making it even more clear, you could sell this job for $4,500, making $50, and you're still profiting. When we profit, it's just a matter of how much profit you want to make, okay? And ideally, we're going to profit in a favorable way to ensure we can pay all of our overhead expenses and all those things and, of course, make some money for ourselves. So we have to identify what margins you're comfortable with. And, guys, this is all speculation. That's why we can't take pricing that seriously because we just price best-case scenario. And, of course, we're going to use production rates to kind of zero in that and maybe, maybe make it even more accurate, but it is all speculation. So do not be firm on your price because being firm on your price is relative. I mean, all of us are going to come in at a different price. So if you're at 8,000 and you're firm and I come in at 7,500, I might be firm at that. Like, so be, be flexible with your price and try to use price as a selling tool. Okay. Supply and demand. Here's the deal. If you guys have no jobs on the schedule, we're going to sell this job for as little as we can. Okay. We all know this. If there's no jobs, we're all given deals. If you have a lot of jobs on your schedule, you might stay firm at your price. You might not even get to the point where you negotiate price. Totally fine. I'm not here telling you to lower your price. Trust me. I don't want you to lose money. I'm trying to help you convert. That's my goal is help you convert price presentation and closing. All right, guys, we're getting into the last part of this. If you're alive, if you're not sleeping, throw some emojis in here. Uh, if you're getting something out of this, if this has been valuable to you, if you're going to use some of these principles in your next estimate, please drop some comments in the chat. Thank you guys. All right. So what are our value propositions? So if you haven't heard of the term value proposition, this means we're going to propose something of value. That means we're going to give something of value to the customer, encouraging them to move forward. Everyone put value prop in the chat, value prop, value prop, value prop, value prop, value prop. This is one of the most powerful tools in sales. 
a value proposition, value proposition. I'm giving you something of proposed value. Guys, I'm giving you a 60-day trial with drip jobs. Would you agree that that is a value proposition? I'm proposing value to earn your business. Use Blastoff as the coupon code. So we have a couple opportunities to value prop. We have pressure washing, roof cleaning, garage door repair. We have three different value props that we can use. Now, in terms of these examples, I'm just using examples that maybe I see around the house, right? So if the garage door is rotting, I might price that out to do it, but I might offer that as an exchange to earn business. Or if I notice the roof needs to be clean, that's not something we typically do. But what I could do is maybe find the subcontractor, price it out on the spot, and ultimately facilitate that agreement with my subcontractor and offer that for free. Okay, so there's different ways you can use value opposition propositions. Okay, overcoming objections. Okay, we have to think about it. Now, most of you have no clue what to say when a customer says this. Okay, and we need to change that. You guys have to have a word track, at least one more level. When you hear, we have to think about it. Most of us get up from the table and say, all right, thank you so much. And in some cases, that's okay. You might just have that feeling. I'm not saying that you need to be this aggressive salesperson. Trust me, I am nowhere near an aggressive salesperson. I'm a strategic salesperson that just wants to uncover and make sure that I checked all my boxes so I have reference points to go back to, okay? So if you did everything right up until this point, the only objection must be price. In other words, you had a awesome customer journey. The customer journey was outstanding. You showed up on time. You answered all the questions. You built rapport. They were laughing. You had fun. You ran the show. You gave them an experience. You got them excited. They're engaged. This is, go this is going great. But they have to think about it. So that must mean to me that the only thing left to think about is price. Okay. Understand. Totally understand. You guys got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you want to win in business, those of you that have dreams of building a multi-million dollar business, you will not get there until you can train salespeople. Just so you know, that's a higher level thought there, guys. I didn't say until you can sell until you can train sales. If you can't train sales, guess what? You got to outsource your sales training, which is just another barrier to growth. So you have to understand the principles behind sales. Then you have to apply them. Then you got to master them. Then you got to train them. So I want all of you guys to have multi-million dollar painting businesses. So please, in the comments, write train sales, train sales, train sales, train sales. Until you guys can train sales you will not be successful in this business. So that means you have to take the principles that you're learning, apply them, refine them in your own way, master them, teach them, okay? Un okay, understand, may I ask you a question? Normally, when my customer tells me that, it's usually because our price is a little higher than our competition, okay? You might use that, right? Did you have a budget for this project? Here's another one. Okay, we still wanna get a few quotes. Okay, I understand. May I ask a question? Normally, when my customers tell me that, it's usually because our price is a little higher than our competitors. Did you have a budget for the project? Okay, guys, did you notice it's the same, it's the same question. Did you have a budget? Guys, we got to get to the budget. What did they think it was going to cost? That's the goal. What did you think? Here's the deal, guys. When you guys go and buy something, chances are you have a general idea of what you're willing to spend, and it's the salesperson's job to change your mind. Okay, so chances are they're going to beef up the number they thought, you know, so if they came, if I came in and they were thinking two grand after my presentation, 
they're not going to insult me. <laughs> There's no way they're going to be like, oh, he's official. They're going to give me a number. Okay. And ultimately that number is probably still going to be lower than what the price is if they're hesitant or else they would have hired me. So I want to know what that number is. Okay. Remember, look at our margins. If you guys come in with three prices because you know your costs, then you have negotiation leverage, negotiation leverage. You can use your prices as negotiation leverage. Okay. So if I come in at 98.88, I could go all the way as far as eight grand if I wanted to. Now you might think, well, Tanner, is that dishonest? No, it's not. Ultimately, I would love to sell this job at 98.88. I priced it out at a 55% margin. We're negotiating now. You want to feel like you're getting better of a deal. I have to give something up for that. So that means that I'm willing to take away potential profit to help you solve your problem. I'm not being dishonest. I'm giving up something. Okay. Remember, price is relative anyway. I could sell it for five grand. The budget will tell you everything. Okay. Guys, if you haven't been asking people what their budget is after they deny your initial quote, you're missing out. There's been customers that have, I have honestly sold the job. I took $200 off, $250 off. I can't tell you how many times. Simply because number one, they feel like they're getting something for moving forward, a little bit of urgency. But number two, I wasn't that far away from what they thought. And some people just want to stick to that budget. Yes, we were hoping to be around $8,000. Now, some of you might go in there and say, how'd you come up with that number or whatever that looks like? So we have a few options. Understand that in negotiating, everyone wants a good deal. Option number one, we're going to build more value, hold firm and follow up. So you could build more value. You could explain why you're worth paying more. You can hold firm. You can say, oh, unfortunately, I have no room on the price. We're at our cost. You know, did you want me to explain a little bit more about our process? You know, I mean, that's, it's, it's, that's a hard one. Number two, you could lower your price. This is the easiest way to win jobs, guys, because here's the deal. If you're doing under 500,000, you need as many jobs and as many reps as possible. Those of you that are doing over a million, understand that I'm not telling you to lower your price. I'm, holding, I'm telling you to stay firm, but I'm also telling you to price it in a way that you can make people feel as though they're getting a, the better end of the deal. And that's why we buy things, okay? So understand that just don't be, don't be so tight on your price. Have a little bit of room for flexibility because we want to convert as many jobs as possible, uh, many sale, uh, leads as possible to sales, okay? And then number three, offer a value proposition. Guys, we're wrapping up here. Last couple of minutes. If you're getting something out of this, please put something in the chat. Remember guys, we have a promo at dripjobs.com. You can go on dripjobs.com, put in a coupon code blast off and you can blast off your business with a 60 day free trial. Uh, I hope I don't sound too much like I'm in an infomercial trying to give you guys some value and be excited at the same time. So option one, if I will you, if I lower my price to 8,900, Will you allow me to earn your business today, guys? So if I will you, if I will you, if I will you, if I will you, put that in the chat if you understand that if you give something in exchange, you want something in return. If I will you. Now, I'm going to emphasize some things that were important. Listen, you told me that getting this project done within two weeks was important. Tell you what, if I do the job for $8,900, that's a $1,000 discount and can fit you in before the sixth, will you allow me to earn your business today? That is very hard to say no to. And how do I know this? Well, because you told me that that's what was important to you. Unless you lied to me, then now you have to go find another contractor and you're gambling now. You're hoping that that guy can fit you in and you're hoping that that guy gives you a better deal with the same amount of value you feel as though I'm going to give you. That's a very hard thing to say no to, guys. This isn't bad. 
This is strategic selling. And if you have a heart for your customers to do the right thing, you need to help them convert to your side of the track because you know that you're going to have their best interest in mind. Not everyone does, guys. Sometimes it requires being a little aggressive. Sorry, I'm not, I didn't mean to use that word, a little assertive. <laughs> but you can stop here. You could just try one more level, okay? One more level. One more level. Awesome, guys. Awesome. Almost done. Almost done. All right. Option number two, value prop. Okay. I can understand that. Listen, I really want to earn your business today. If I will you, actually go back, guys. Screenshot this. If I will you, if I will you. Okay. I can understand that. Uh, it's, it's the, I want to be at about eight grand. Okay. I can understand that. I can understand that. Totally understand. We're on the same page. I get it. Earlier, you mentioned getting your roof cleaned. I told you I didn't do it, but listen, I have a subcontractor I work with. I'll tell you what, I'll pay him to do it as a complimentary soft wash. And if I do that for you, will you allow me to earn your business today? Now you're creating perception of value of what that costs. So maybe you know that you can get the house washed at 300 bucks to your soft wash contractor. Maybe you don't even have a soft wash contractor or someone that you can reach out to and make this happen. You need to get one. Secret hack, go to your local Facebook group, type in who's the best pressure washing company around town and watch everyone tag the best guy, call that guy, have lunch with him, take him out to coffee, talk to him about a potential partnership. If I throw that in, will you allow me to earn your business today? Now they have to think about what that would cost to get done. They're going to have to think about the effort that they need to put out to find a contractor to do it and the risk they have to take if the person doesn't do a good job. Now you've just assumed risk. Okay, but you do it in a smart way because you vetted out your contractor. So you just assumed risk to help your customer move forward. Was this um, done with ill intent? No, you're giving something in return. Maybe you're getting it for a good deal, but you're assuming the risk now. It is falling on your shoulders to make sure it gets done, but you're doing that to exchange business. Hold firm and follow up. So guys, those of you that use drip jobs, we do rely on automations to handle our follow-ups for us. We can actually... We can actually utilize drip jobs to complement what we did on site. And we do that with following up with purpose, automation, of course, capitalizing on interest, continuing to build the conversation. Some people do take time. We know this. If we could all sell our jobs on the spot, none of you would be here. You would be collecting checks. Be direct and deliberate. Create a win-win. So let's go through this. This is my last two slides. Maggie, if you're with me, thank you for your patience. Uh, she's going to be coming up next. So Let's go through this real quick. This is a customer journey with my customer, Tim. We took him all the way through um, this buyer's journey. It was a really great experience. Uh, he got the automatic follow-ups through drip jobs, and then he had some questions. So this is actually someone that um, wasn't living in the house, but I kind of knew a scenario. He wanted to get it get it ready to, ready to sell. Um, and then he said, two questions, how many coats and when can you start? And then we went through, uh, you know, built some value. Um, so... If you guys look here on the second one, and I'll, I'm going to draw here, I'll annotate this. When you guys look right here, hey, Tim, get sprayed in back roll. We have plenty of paint. Okay. New stucco repair will be prime. Need a good stucco guy. Offered value. Okay. Need a good stucco guy. I have a referral. I know you're selling because I know his motivation. Okay. And I also made sure that he knew exactly when we can get it done. So I'm answering the questions that I know this guy has. Okay. Oh. And wait, more value. This, this message was so value-packed. I mean, that's a really value-packed message. Got to get colors picked. We offer free color consultation and house washed. I mean, somebody that doesn't know us says, that's a professional. I want to work with that because he's going to save me time. 
and he's going to mitigate my risk. Okay. So from there, uh, we sold that job, of course, you know, he's very, very uh, excited to move forward with us. And what I will do is show you kind of what, how it ended. Uh, there was actually some negotiation that occurred. So I uh, priced the project with both. He wanted to be at like, I think he wanted to be at eight grand. I was at nine. And you guys can see here uh, that he wanted to be at 8,500 uh, for everything. And I said, absolutely, you know, whatever. Another job on the schedule, happy guy, uh, pretty much sold it for drip jobs, uh, texting, awesome. Okay. Cause I built value in a way that built so much trust, created such an experience around what was important to him that it was an easy decision for him to make. Okay. And I think if you guys all see yourselves as good buyers, you're going to do the same thing. Following up with purpose. Some of you guys see me screenshot this every time I sell the job with this, but this is drip job sending out an automatic text message to our customer offering a $250 discount. Uh, so what happens is, is after we send a proposal in drip jobs, we set up a text message to go out. I think in like, I think it's four days. Um, and it just says this right here. Hey, I'd, I'd reach out and let you have one more opening uh, that we're trying to book for one of our cruises. Thank you for moving forward. Uh, I take 250 off. Uh, would you allow us to earn your business today? And Catherine said, yes, as so, so many do. Um, and really, you know, again, they're on the fence. I want to move the needle. I need to get as many jobs as possible. Okay. All right, guys, I am done. I want to thank you guys so much. I hope this was helpful for you. We got Maggie coming up next. I'm going to spend a few minutes just doing a couple of Q and A's. I want to answer some of your questions. If you guys got something out of this, please use that chat one more time. Let me know that this was valuable. Um, and I'm going to answer a few questions. So if you guys have some questions before Maggie gets going, um, please let me know. Um, and we will, uh, we will get rocking. I want to thank you guys so much. Um, go ahead. Go ahead and ask a couple of questions. If you guys have some questions about sales, about process, about closing. And in the meantime, uh, Maggie, you're here. If you could get started, uh, if you can jump in. I'm okay. here. Hey, hey. All right, cool. We got Maggie, uh, Maggie on deck here. She's uh, she's going to take over so I can drink some water. Um, so a couple questions that have come through, Maggie, I'm just going to answer a couple questions and then you can uh, take the lead. So a uh, question came in, how difficult would it be to transfer from job or to drip jobs? Uh, you know, just the effort that you put in is going to get what you get out. Um, depends on how much you want. Usually when people start drip jobs, they start fresh. They just use their old system until kind of the, the customers die out or their job cycles done. And then they just use drip jobs going forward. So it's really easy. We also do a free onboarding. We'll train you. We'll teach you how to use it. Uh, that's no charge at all. What do you present to them? If, uh, what do you present them? If you're selling the spot, how does the proposal look? Um, it's on an iPad and it's drip jobs. So you can go in drip jobs. You can hit uh, the portal. You can open it up on your iPad, scroll down, go through photo galleries. You can show them the entire scope of work and they can actually sign it with their finger on the iPad. Really easy. Um, do you offer a free consultation if they don't hire you? No, I have to actually get a deposit before I let them um, uh, schedule in with our color console. And what's cool is again, drip jobs, I'm sending that work order to the console. So uh, as soon as we sell it, it uh, a work order gets created. I copy the link to that work order and send it right to our color consultation specialist. Um, can you, uh, let's see, let's see, join. All right. Can you post videos and pictures for lead generation? Um, can you post videos and pictures for lead generation? You can't, um, you would do that. And then the goal is to funnel any leads into drip jobs for the follow-up process to happen. And you can do that through Zapier. You can do it through the booking link. All right. And all right. Another minute guys. Thank you guys for joining. If you guys have any questions, anything specific, reach out to me, uh, Tanner at dripjobs.com. You can use actually use the help desk if you want. Uh, and we'll be ready to go. So Maggie, 